Hello, Penlaw students. Welcome back to Penlaw Perspectives. Before I introduce this episode's guest, I want to shout out the Penlaw Class of 2020. We just wrapped up our last week of law school classes, and I want to join the growing group of people that have said congratulations. I have a glass of wine with me right now, so cheers to the Class of 2020. I'm going to take a quick sip. All right, now for the podcast. Episode three features Roland Templeman, a 3L from Santa Monica, California. Roland and I met during 1L. We were in the same section and I vibed with him early on because of his calm and collected manner and approach to an otherwise intense and confusing first week of law school. I loved catching up with him and learning more about him through this conversation. I hope you enjoy his pen law perspective. I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI. I'm hoping he pops down here. I told him to pop down in my room if he finishes ahead of time. Um, so hopefully he can do that. We'll see. You can, you'll probably be able to hear him chatting in the background with his his laugh and his loud voice and everything. So you might get a little taste of Ian in the background. <laughs> we'll love it. He can definitely pop in if, if he wants to, and we'll just continue the conversation. But um, Sounds you, great. You know what the purpose of this podcast is. Um, you reached out to me. I appreciate you listening to Alexander's episode. Um, I know that we have one listener at least, so I appreciate <laughs> that. But course, I really started man. this. Yeah, man. I really started this because I wanted to just hear from my classmates, hear what people are up to, um, and provide sort of a community space for people to be able to have conversations and voice their opinion on what their initial reaction was to us going to remote learning, virtual learning, um, you know, what they've been up to, how the transition has been going for them, um, what are some things that they've struggled with, and, and what are some things that have been beneficial, beneficial from this experience. And, um, you know, a lot of these conversations we're having with our friends and, and people around us naturally, and I just wanted to, yeah. I, love po- I love podcasts, um, I love having conversations with people, I love the fact that you can sort of capture moments in time through conversation so yeah just wanted to do that with with pen law students and i want to ask such a good idea man and i I think like we have nothing better else to do everyone should be listening to this um i (laughs) I miss i miss the sound of your your soothing voice whenever i see you in class and at school and everything and hey man the other thing is you know we're, we're at most you know people are seeing maybe like a few people from school but other than that you know it's over text or facetime or whatever and you know, there's people that you might run into at school or run into when you're out and catch up. It we're not going to do that with like everybody in our class. So I think this is this is a great way to get people like to stay in touch um, without having to send an awkward FaceTime to somebody that they don't know that well. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it. I think if we were to start a vlog, we'd get a lot of followers because you're you're freshly shaven. I think um, <laughs> people would enjoy really seeing that. <laughs> I'm looking scruff, man, but. Before we hop into uh, the three questions that I asked, can you just introduce yourself, tell people who you are, where you're from, um, and just a little sort of insight into how you've been doing over the past few weeks? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for those of you guys who don't know me, uh, my name is Roland Templeman. Um, I'm a 3L at Penn um, for another month or so, with any luck. Um, I'm from Santa Monica originally. Um, 
been on the East Coast for a while, kind of bounced back and forth between West Coast and East Coast. Um, I'm currently in Philadelphia right now. I'm quarantining with a few other Penn Law people who live in my little brownstone on on Spruce Street. Um, and you know, it's been it's been a weird time, as I'm sure it's been for everybody right now. You know, we're it's very very different from the last three months of school that I think we all expected to have. Um, but you know, I think everybody's adapting, and I feel really lucky to be surrounded by my close friends here. Um, we have a little, a tiny little Penn Law household that we've got going on in Philly. Um, but you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's very different, but I think this is a time where we were all hoping to relax and recharge before we start work anyway. And we're getting a lot of relaxing and recharging, recharging taken care of right now. So in that sense, it's been good. Um, but yeah, weird, weird times over here. Weird, weird times. And yeah, um, I was kind of surprised by how fast people dispersed. I wasn't really sure if I was going to come back to Philly. I was in Los Angeles when everything started to um, boil up. I think when the news of like, it was crazy. It was like the NBA season got shut down. Um, Tom Hanks got coronavirus. And Penn's <laughs> classes all got canceled on the same day. So that was I hate a crazy, to, crazy day. I, 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 I hate to laugh. It's just that, <laughs> that, 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 that was a, you know, a marker for you. The, that was the significant oh, event. I, I didn't know. I remember that. I just forgot yeah. that, that that happened on the same day. So I, I apologize for laughing. It was, but. it was all within the span of like an hour. And right. I was at home. I was in LA because I was supposed to take the MPRE there. So I was trying to get some studying done but I didn't get anything done that day it was like that was the craziest news day I think I've ever experienced in my whole life my Twitter like just shut down because I was refreshing it so much yeah I want to I want to get into that day and sort of you know a few days afterwards and and what you were thinking about in terms of coming back to to Philly but I first want to acknowledge yeah. the fact that you know you're still in Philadelphia I'm not there right now um, I know but, we're all very sad about that, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I know that you all are holding down Spruce street, but mm -hmm. your go-to restaurant, your go-to store, excuse me, um, was boarded up a few weeks ago, food and friends. Right. Um, how do you feel about not being able to walk outside and hop across the street and grab a six pack? That is the best, best possible question you could ask me about the quarantine. Um, Food and Friends is dear to all of our hearts for, for those people who live in Center City. Um, it was, you know, I'm kind of, I'm half joking about this, but that was more of a blow to me than the NBA season shutting down or classes being canceled or anything else. Food and Friends shutting down is, is like going to be a watershed moment in, in the history of my personal quarantine. Yeah, man, it was um, sad. <laughs> Actually, seeing that first board go up, I was on a run, and I thought to I myself, know. "Oh my goodness! Like this is, this is it! Like the, I know, like, I can't get you know overpriced beers and wine anymore." <laughs> and you know, stared at when I walk into this uh, shop, you know, on Spruce Street. <laughs> yeah, their their cashiers aren't the friendliest, but um, we still love them. And yeah, I'm looking, I can see it from, from my window right now and I can see the boards on it. And I got a text like that morning, I guess, from somebody who walked past and they said that Food and Friends shut down and they were boarding it up. Um, I think it was Jack who texted and we, we all thought he was joking. 
Ian actually went outside to check because he didn't believe him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're closed. So that changes a lot, but you know, we, we still got Rittenhouse. We still, we're, we're eating still. Um, but we can't just walk across the street to get food and beer and wine and everything. So, yeah. So let's go back to the initial reaction that you had to hearing the news. You mentioned a little bit that a little bit earlier that you're in LA, um, you're taking the NPRE, you're back there for spring mm -hmm. break. Um, and then you're flooded with all of this news. Um, who did you first hear it from? Um, and what were some of your initial next steps after you heard the news that we were extending spring break and then going to 100% virtual remote learning? Um, yeah, so I think unlike a lot of our classmates who were traveling, I know that your Israel trip got canceled too, unfortunately. So we were, the two of us, instead of traveling or doing something fun, we were kind of just doing what we normally do, I guess. It was, I was just at home studying. I had, to, I had the New York law exam on, I think it was like the Thursday before all this happened during spring break, and then the NPRE the next day on Friday. So it was, I was actually studying for probably the first time in 3L. Um, so I didn't have a lot else to do other than like check the news. Um, and I, I was keeping a pulse on whether Penn undergrad, because I think they, they might've canceled classes before us maybe or something maybe not i don't really remember the timeline but i was definitely looking at like what other schools were doing i'm a big like getting your news via twitter guy um yeah so my reaction i i think it was just kind of shock i was like okay so like maybe we'll be you know we'll have classes canceled but i think everyone will still be in philly we'll still be able to see each other um for some reason, I thought fight night was going to still happen. I still thought like softball and 3-0 prom was all still going to happen, which in right. hindsight is crazy. Like there's no way we we're going to have classes canceled and these like events with hundreds or thousands of people are still going to happen. So I was probably still a little bit in denial. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I really don't deal well with uncertainty and things not going according to plan. So it's been a real like, test of my ability to adapt to those types of changing situations um and in that sense i think it's been really good because normally i struggle with that a lot if i if i know something's gonna happen even if i know like oh we're gonna have pasta for dinner tonight and somebody's like no no not let's not have pasta in my head i'm like no no i'm still gonna have pasta yeah um so yeah <laughs> what are you having for dinner tonight what are you having for dinner Night. Um, I think the plan is for me, Ian, and Jack to all cook some some steak tacos. Ian's still observing Passover, so he's, uh, I guess, no flour for him. So we're gonna try and do. We're doing a Passover Mexican meal, which okay. um, <laughs> is an interesting workaround to Ian's uh, observance of the religious holiday. Sounds like a tasty spiritual <laughs> meal. Mm -hmm. Enjoy that. So, so you you mentioned how you know this has been unsettling for you because you you like to have you know a plan in place. You like to know what's what's coming up, and you know I'm I'm sure a lot of people empathize with that. But at the same time, you said that it's kind of been nice. You know, this is sort of yeah. shaking up the snow globe a little bit, and you're sort of having to to learn a little bit more about yourself. How have you coped with this uncertainty um, over the past few weeks? Um, what are some things maybe that you've hopped into? How have you changed your routine or just how are you dealing with it? 
Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I really think the biggest thing is like just telling yourself not to stress out about things that you can't control. Um, and, you know, that sudden news of not having classes and people leaving and graduation being canceled, I think that was like a little bit of practice for all of this uncertainty that we're now dealing with, with, yeah. you know, is the bar going to happen on time? Is it going to happen at all? Um, you know, when are we going to start work? I think now, like, hopefully all of us are, are better able to deal with that uncertainty because of, you know, the other, what's happened the last few weeks. Um, and I, yeah, I think just telling yourself, like, if you can't, this is, this is all stuff that is, is for the most part out of our control. Um, and all we can really do is just like stay calm and, and focus on the things that do make us happy. Um, and not think about those things that really like, you know, I think everything's going to turn out okay, but we can't, we can't, we don't have any sort of control over, over what's going to happen. And so it's really not worth stressing over. I've been running a lot. Um, you know, I've been staying true to my LA roots and I've started meditating a little bit, like yes. in five minute increments. Yes. Um, I've fallen asleep like half, half of the times that I've done it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, just spending time with friends. We're not really talking about the coronavirus mm -hmm. or the bar exam too much. Like we're, you know, we're staying up to date on the news, but I don't think we're we're obsessing over it, which is, I think that's probably the healthiest thing to do right now um, because it's easy to let all this news just consume every single thought that you have throughout the day. And that's probably the least healthy thing that you can do, I think. Yeah. No, I, I love what you said about how this is sort of training us, training our generation to yeah. deal with uncertainty. I, I, obviously, both of us are in, in our 20s. Um, I have, you mm -hmm. know, one more year in my 20s. We, yeah, we won't, we won't, we don't have to talk <laughs> about how much time we have left. Hey, I'll I'm age 27, myself. so I'm still, I'm still saying mid-20s. Yeah. <laughs> Even though there you it's, go. it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, the runway is ending for me. But, you know, th this is an opportunity for us to, you know, sort of just develop sort of that mental capacity to be able to deal with with, with things and, yeah. and the way that, um, you know, our parents have dealt with so many things. I remember talking to my mother specifically about, you know, different elections across her life, yeah. and obviously talking about the most recent election. And even though their election didn't go in her favor and the election didn't go in my favor and the election no, didn't go in a lot of no, people's favor, not. she, you know, she, she reminded me that, hey, you know, these things happen every four years. It was just a perspective of somebody who had experienced a ton of them, right? Right. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes they're going to work in your favor. Sometimes they're not. You have to stay true to your values. You have to stay true to your faith. You have to stay true to, to the people around you and who you love. And you got to continue to fight for what you want to fight for. And um, obviously this is very different than, you know, an election cycle. A lot of people are, are, are suffering right now, but, you know, we have the privilege to have some level of optimism as it relates to, you know, the fact that we still have a roof over our heads. We have food, like you said. Absolutely. Um, but also we can say, you know what, like, this is just us building up our armor to be able to deal with things as we move into sort of the next stage of, of life, which is post-graduation, which gets me into my next question. Um, what were your plans after graduation? Yeah. Um, and how have those changed? I know you talked about, you know, there isn't really a plan right now, but if you have yeah. sort of a general idea in your mind on what you will do after graduation, would love to hear that. Yeah. Um, so 
obviously I think the plan, like a lot of us was take the bar in July, have a great time in August, go on a bar trip, travel, um, enjoy that, that month of freedom before we start work. And then I think my start date in New York was, uh, like mid to early September. So I was supposed to start pretty early. Haven't heard about whether that's going to be impacted. I'm almost positive that it will be pushed back at least a little bit. Um, and how that's changed. I mean, I think now I was planning on staying in Philly as I know you were and, and studying for the bar here. Um, just because when I go back home to LA, I can't get anything done, especially in the summer, like between like all the, you know, distractions of being able to go outside and do stuff and see friends that I haven't seen in a while. My parents just don't get it. I love them, but they're like, Oh, do you want to go out to lunch? Like, let's, let's go out to dinner. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, oh, do you want to watch a show with me? So they're actually a worse distraction for me than like having friends around in Philly, um, especially when those friends are going to be studying for the bar too. So right now, I think the plan is um, to stay in Philly still until end of July, start studying for the bar whenever, you know, we're supposed to start. I don't know when that's going to be. And then take it from there. I'll probably go back home to LA for a bit, but I mean, yeah, like you said, like the uncertainty is crazy, but I think even for us, like we graduated high school, like when the, the recession in 2008, 2009 hit, and that caused a lot of unpredictability for people. We were in high school. Yeah. And so we haven't, when we graduated from college, we graduated into this like really stellar economy. And I think for the most part, like, you know, all of our friends were getting jobs and it wasn't, it wasn't that difficult for us. So this is this is like a new a new challenge for us, but I think, you know, as law school graduates, we've we're we're pretty well set up to to weather that, and we're also going into an industry like in client services where our whole life is going to be unpredictable, and it's going to be like based on the whims of the client. So it's something that we need to learn anyway, mm-hmm. um, and you know I. Like I'm, as you know, I'm the the child of two actors. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, one of the questions that I used to get asked a lot when I was a kid was like, oh, are you going to be an actor like your parents? And I knew like from the time I was little that I didn't want to do that. First of all, like I I I don't have the talent or anything. Um, But the reason why I really didn't want to go down that route was because I, I used to see my parents like, going up for auditions all the time, not sure when their next job would happen. If we'd be on vacation, not sure if we'd have to come back if something came up and, you know, this might be the one opportunity that they, that they'd have to work for a while. So their life was so unpredictable and I really didn't want that for myself. So I thought, Oh, I'll go to law school. Mm. Um, And that's a pretty steady, steady career. Like in my head, I thought, Oh, you know, that's, there's not going to be as much unpredictability in that. And there isn't, but there still is going to be anything you do, there's going to be changes and, Mm. you know, we have to be ready to, to change with that. So I don't know. I'm, I I think I've, at first I was like going crazy over the news of like the bar exam and stuff. And at this point now I'm just kind of, I'm used to feeling that way and I've settled into it and whatever happens happens and we'll deal with it. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing a little bit about why you came to law school and your parents' background yeah. and, and how, you know, they, they would definitely inject the level of 
you know, nonchalant and chilling you if you're yeah. in LA. <laughs> yeah. How how are they doing back home? They're good, I think. Um, they're just hanging out at home. I, I was we were talking the other day. I was telling you that my dad, my dad's lifestyle hasn't been impacted that much. I think you know they they have a very chill, relaxed lifestyle, and I don't think it's changed that much for them. Um, my sister's still there too, so I I feel a little bit bad not being with them, but I, I also felt like I still, even if it was going to be different, I still wanted to have this time in Philly with really close friends that I've made over the last few years. Um, and even though it's different right now and we're not getting to enjoy a lot of this, the experiences that we thought we'd get to have, I think it's still been really great being surrounded by these amazing people that we've met in law school and, and still being able to enjoy this time with them, even though it might look a little different now. Yeah. I love it, man. I'm, I'm going to switch up the last question. Usually I yeah. ask what is one beneficial thing that's come from having to shelter in place, but you can, mm -hmm. you can speak on that if you want. You've sort of touched on that throughout this conversation, talking about being able to deal with uncertainty for the first time in a, in a while in a major way. Um, you talked about being with your your roommates and um, all the wonderful meals that you're you're getting. Yeah, I've been pretty yeah. positive, huh? Yeah, and and the <laughs> fact that you're you, you know you're getting back into meditation and running and doing all those good things. I want to ask you a question about Philly because I, I I know how much you right love on. Philly. I know how much we love Philly. Mm -hmm. What's the first restaurant you you're gonna go into in when Philadelphia? All Philly, yeah. What's the That's restaurant that you want to hit? Um. Oh man. Well, people who know me really well know that there's this little sushi place on 20th street that I love. You don't, do you know Machi sushi? No, it's okay. So it's, it's cheap sushi. It's very average. I'm sorry, Machi. I know you're probably, nobody's listening to this <laughs> works there, but um, it's, it's like mediocre sushi, but you get three rolls of eight pieces each for like i think it's like 13 14 bucks and it comes with a salad or soup too so it's okay. a great deal and they were closed for like three weeks and now they're on this weird schedule where like i've called and ordered and they've told me they'd make it and then they decided not to and i waited like an hour so they're like going back and forth um i'm really pumped for them to just reopen and be on the same schedule because i would actually this is a little bit crazy and I'm definitely going to get mercury poisoning or something, but I was eating sushi from that place like every other day for two years. This is at 20th yep, and what? I know. 20, it's really close to us. It's on 20th, like a block north of the 7-Eleven. Okay. So I guess in between, what is it, like Sansom or Lo Locust maybe, in between Locust and Walnut. Okay. Yeah, I know um, exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's really just like takeout. You don't really go in there and eat um i don't know we've been without restaurants for so long that like i don't even remember what's around us now i'm just used to like cooking and going to 7-eleven and yeah palm tree <laughs> right <laughs> oh shout tree out this morning actually shout out to palm, palm tree. tree shout out to palm tree i, oh, I, I love them i they love them great you know i last the last time i i bought something from them a few weeks back I think the the total cost was maybe thirteen or fourteen dollars. Just gave them a yeah, twenty. Yeah. Here's seven extra dollars, six extra dollars, because you all are an incredible local shop, and I appreciate what yeah. you all do for the community. And I know it's tough time, so you no, know, hold on to this. Here's here's an extra tip, if you will. 
um, well, but they, that's a, they must have used that extra tip. They last time I went, they they were handing out these little face masks, um, which I I just think that's awesome. Like I've never yeah. seen a place do that. I haven't heard of places doing that, and it's just like it's such a great little gesture. Yeah. Even though they're the ones that are you know staying open and putting their health and safety, they're still like, you know, they care enough about their customers that they want us to stay safe and healthy too. So I love that place. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Trying to think. I really like uh, Pub and Kitchen. That's one of my spots. Um, that's really close to your place, too, I think. I'm a big yep. fan of that place. Um, so I'll be looking forward to them opening. And I don't know. You know, I've, I've, I was a terrible cook before this all happened. And Ian's kind of taught me how to do a little bit. So yeah. um, hopefully I can keep that up even after this finishes. It's doubtful. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> at least I know a little bit of what I'm doing right now. Yeah, man. He showed me that squid ink pasta. That looked incredible. Oh, that was great. I don't know. He just ordered some squid ink off Amazon and um, we decided to do it one day. We have like a, a pasta maker in our in our apartment. So we, we did some handmade pasta. We made it a couple of times. That was great. That, um, yeah, that that like fulfilled my need for restaurant food for, for a little bit. Yeah. Right on. I was surprised that you you said sushi because being from LA, I mean that's, that's yeah. the best sushi city in America. Arguably, I know. maybe folks in New York will have something to say about that or San Francisco. No, they have Seattle. no they have no leg to stand on there. Yeah, <laughs> but how about <laughs> how about well we maybe wrap up with this one. I'll add an extra one. How about Los Angeles? When you go back home, what is a spot that you want to hit? Hmm. Um. So I think Bay City's Deli, for, I don't, nobody probably knows about that. It's this little Italian deli in Santa Monica, and they have the best sandwiches. They have this sandwich called the Godmother. Huge, they have the best bread I've ever tasted in the world. And mm. I know that now the New York people will really be upset because they're going to be like, there's no way you can get a better sandwich in L.A. than New York. Mm. Uh, but Bay City's Deli in Santa Monica has the best sandwiches ever. And I'm, I'm biased, but like, it's just true. It's, mm. it's just a hundred percent true. That place is great. Um, God, I'm really drawing a blank on all my, all my favorite restaurants. Um, there's a place called Kazunori, which has really good sushi in, in Santa Monica. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's like the same owners as Sugarfish. That yeah. place is great. Yeah. The place is really, really good. It's kind of, um, that place in Sugarfish, I think got bought out by like a private equity company recently. Okay. And so it makes me feel like a little bit, I don't feel quite as good going there anymore because it's like, you know, it's not like a local business or anything. Um, they're definitely just running it to make as much money as possible. And I, I love going to places. That's why I love Philly so much. We can go to all these like family owned local businesses that aren't chains. Um, I think there's, yeah, that's, that's part of what makes the Philly food scene so special. I think it's yeah. aside from, What's his name? Salmanov, is it? Oh, He's Mike. Mike guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like he Michael. has a lot of restaurants. Um, but other than that, it's just like a lot of, you know, small local owned places. And yeah. It's great. And I hope, I hope they're able to, to survive this. And uh, I love Philadelphia. Me too. And I'm going to miss it. Um, and... Philly misses you, man. We, we want to see you back here. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll definitely I know it's tough, back though. down. I'll, I'll definitely come back down at some point, but I appreciate you hopping on, man. Is, is there oh, anything Lord. else that you want to, you want to plug? Anybody you want to shout out? I want to plug. Um, 
Hmm. Well, I, you know, I, I want to plug this podcast. I know if somebody's already listening to it, then, you know, they're, they're already on board with it, but I really think like, this is a great way for people to stay in touch and, and stay up to date with how people are doing. Um, it actually inspired me. I was on the phone with my mom the other day and I told her that she should start like doing like an Instagram live or something like that, where she interviews people she knows, other actors. Um, just cause like, I think right now we want, we still want more human interaction than what we're getting. Um, and it's a nice, it's a nice way to get that from people that you know too. Yes. Um, so I hope that people listen to this and that you keep doing these, um, especially since we're past fail now and we're almost done with school. I hope that I can keep listening to these like every day, every week, whatever <laughs> you decide to do. But I love, I love listening to you and Dawson chat for however long it was. So I, I won't be as interesting. And if this doesn't make it on Spotify, I won't, I won't be uh, insulted by that. Um, Hey man, we're, this is going to make it, it on great Spotify. great to chat with you for, for 20 minutes. That's the most important thing. This is going to make it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Go. Yeah, it's going there on all go. of them, man. Um, okay. we're, we're on all the platforms. And I would, you know, I follow your mom, shameless plug. Um, so uh, what's, what's her name? At Chow Time, Chow maybe? Time, that's right. That's yeah, right. So I, would, time. I, would love to, I would love to follow some content of hers. Um, so I would, yeah, that would I think be great. She, she should do it. She has a she has a background in journalism, um, and you know, even though she doesn't do that now, I think she she do a great job at something. I know she's just sitting at home anyway. So good for her, man. She <laughs> well, I appreciate you, man. I'm glad that we we're able to get this one on one. Jeremiah, me too. Me too. I try to convince people to slow down.